Hello to all you beautiful high vibrational beings of the light, wherever and whenever you may be listening to this show across the entire globe. Today is Monday, June 25th, 2019, and I'm your host, Shishi O'Donnell, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. I am a life, love, and relationship coach, divine lifestyle consultant, certified angel therapy practitioner, and much more. And you're now listening to International Angels Network. We're a show that explores angels, healing, metaphysics, and other empowering topics, and we are a live call-in show, so give us a ring at 516-453-9162. That is 1-516-453-9162. You can also Skype into the show for free from anywhere around the world. You'll see a Skype icon on the Blog Talk website while we're live on air. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like to speak with me, and then you'll be in the queue. International Angels Network is now sponsored by Audible. You can get a free audiobook of your choice today by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash international angels with an S. So wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I'd love for all of us to just take a pause, put our hand on our heart, our hands, and just take a deep breath. Breathing in white light, breathing out dark smoke of feeling stuck or frustrated, tired. I can say I have been very tired lately, and uh, I was starting to think it was me. But um, the solstice energies, there's very high vibrational energy streaming in. It's been a um, crazy energetic time. I did read a beautiful thing on Facebook the other day from uh, Energy John that made me feel a little better that I'm not the only one. It says, higher dimensional energy is coming through, coming through now in force. It's cosmically fired and upgraded frequencies are acting as a generator to our heart and soul center, springing it into vibrant life like the rains do in irrigating a dusty field and crops into a lush, abundant harvest. We're in an activation age of our inner senses that feed love, light, understanding, and positivity into the world, the newest universe technology, our own deeper connective powers. At this point, the mind is being increasingly decommissioned as a power source in directing life. And as it does so, we begin to feel its initial loss as a function. We're woozy, lack-focused, confused, may have a lack of clarity, can't work things out, can be forgetful, etc., We are actually being spiritually switched on, but we feel mentally switched off as we jump between a mind-based life and a cosmically called and inspired one. When the mind is in a down phase, and because we really only know, uh, we because we only really know this phase that we're used to, as the higher vibrations touch our consciousness, we may feel tired, have a greater need to sleep, have an exhaustive edge. Exhaustive, yeah, exhausted. We're integrating galactically fused energy into our system, and without mental support, we're finding this injection overpowering. It's a transition phase. The mind is stilled while the higher light energy self is filled, and this is the effect. It won't last. In fact, it's rather empowering that you're feeling this because it means you're receiving a powerful dose of the new heart and soul vibrational light pulses. If there's any rest you seek, it may be... uh, May it be to rest assured that this is a very super, in parentheses, natural process that you're experiencing, not only for your greater good, but for your ongoing human and spiritual union as the earth. 
I mean, excuse me, spiritual union as the soul, you are on this earth. You're moving up. So that's a post on Facebook by Energy John. It says, if you just want to sleep like this, maybe why, with a girl who looks really tired. Anyway, that was me. So I thought, that's interesting. It makes sense. You know, there, this pl- plasma, light energy, photons, um, solar flares, um, the Schumann resonance has been up to 92 from 7.83 as is normal. Um, this past week. So it's been a lot, a lot, a lot of energy. And sometimes that just does make you exhausted. And it is a major transition to start to move to an inspired place where you're not just doing everything based on what makes most sense with your logical mind. Now, we still need the ego and the logical mind to do things like drive a car and turn a computer on and da-da-da-da. But those big decisions were guided to be more coming from our own inner knowingness what is exciting you? What is what are you curious about? Like just yesterday, I had a friend um, that was in from out of town. Her niece, who who is here for a, a fashion scholarship, or not a scholarship, an internship, and she's in in the field of fashion. So I offered to take her out to lunch and take her around. So I was driving her. I live right by the Hollywood sign, so we drove there. It was a beautiful day, blasting the music. And on the way, uh, and then I then we took went to the Bat Caves, which is where the original Batman show. Na 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 na. They had the bat uh, ca- the Batmobile go through this cave with all these bats coming out. And so I took her to see that, and she took a video. And it looked really cool, just like a tunnel of white light because it was sunny on the other side of this tunnel. There are no bats, by the way. That that was just for the TV show. Anyway, so we passed on that way. We passed a pink car, and I used to have a hot pink car myself. So whenever I see a pink car, I'm like, that's got to be a cool person I want to know. And I was thinking in my mind, I wonder who that car belongs to. Now, lo and behold, on our way back from the Batcaves, we saw someone get in the car and start to drive. So what do I do? I follow this pink car <laughs> because that's called synchronicity. That's being in the moment and being in the flow. Um, so I follow her a little ways, and then you know she parks the car, and we pull next to her, and I have my window down, and I'm looking. I'm like, I know. Hi, I'm sorry. We're not crazy. I just wanted to say hi. You know, I used to have a pink car myself. I don't live far from here. I was just curious. Do you happen to be a musician or a singer or something? And she's like, I am a musician. In fact, I was in a famous um, rock band in the '70s, an all-girl band. And I said, Oh, the, the Runaways. She goes, No, but I was a contemporary of them. And then I said, well, I have music jam parties every other Wednesday. You'll have to come by. And she's like, yeah, I'd love to. Here's my card. So just like that, I made a new musician friend who has a pink car. And she also has a lavender Mazda Miata, by the way. How cool is that? But that's the kind of thing that I, I have to be in the moment. I had a plan to take her somewhere else to Griffith Park. But instead of that, we followed. I said, I told her, like, this girl who's not used to doing crazy things like that, she was quite surprised that I would follow a stranger and make a fool out of myself that, you know, that's how she perceived it at first until she saw life can be fun like this. And I, I told her, you know, let every person we meet could be our new best friend, our new brother, sister, lover, best friend. They're all human family. She's like, I never heard of it like that, you know, because she's been kind of trained to be very wary of people. So the um, the moral of the story is, oh, I said, like, you know, how Alice followed the white rabbit, you know, and I said, this is my version of white rabbit. If I see a pink car, you better believe I'm going to follow it. Now, there is another hot pink car in town, which is Angeline, who's been around a famous, um, no one knows exactly what she is. She's just famous for being famous. She had a boyfriend who bought her all these massive uh, 
billboards at one time in the early 2000s, and her name is Angeline, and she's a blonde woman. She's quite older. I think she's around 65, 70 now. But she still dresses up in hot pink outfit and big bouffant, you know, blonde hair, and she drives a hot pink Corvette around town. <laughs> I see her a lot. Anyways, I had a pink Fiji Cruiser, which I uh, crashed it like a couple years ago, but I do really want a new pink car. Anyways, pink, hot pink is my favorite color, and I'm a big fan of following the synchronicities. So for this show, I wanted to talk about family because I just got back from Chicago and Woodstock where my parents live. Uh, I was there for nine days, and I actually, my plane was landing at 7 p.m. last Monday. That's why I couldn't do the show last Monday. Otherwise, I would have talked about Father's Day then. But I want to tell a beautiful story of forgiveness and um, healing that is happening in my family. So my mother uh, is the oldest of five children, and her youngest brother is 16 years younger. And a few months ago on Facebook, he put a post that said, um, just spent, after spending 60000 on several rehab programs, still can't find a reason to live, or something like that. It was really dramatic. And, I, you know, I've always been friends with him on Facebook. We haven't seen each other that much. So I contacted him, and I said, hi, I, you know, I just saw that. Are you okay? What's going on? I'd love to give you a reading, an angel reading if you're open to that. And, and he was really not open to that. At that time, he was in a um, – <laughs> he, he was – thinking about it but he thought that's a little too far-fetched so and then a month later or something he was more open to it because when I called him again he was like all right let's do it you know I'm willing to I'm willing to start doing things the way I haven't been doing them in the past because I'm open to anything new because I know I need to change so we did a beautiful uh, reading, which I didn't make it too angelly over the top it was more just like a genuine heart-centered life coaching type thing and um He's in a lot of supportive programs now to get sober, and I think he's been sober for a little over two months. And he started doing things the opposite of what he would normally do. So if he would normally not want to plan a family barbecue, he would he created one. So that's what happened. What um, he in a drunken state a few months ago, he sent my mom. My mom and him never really saw eye to eye because my mom is really really strict Catholic religion and he, religious, and he was he is gay, and always has been. And my mom is of the school, uh, she still, she thinks it's a sin to be basically in a gay relationship because, anyways, I don't want to go into the whole details, but they didn't really see eye to eye, let's just say that, (laughs) for the last few years. So he sent her a really mean email that just said really everything, um, that the lowest version of everything he was thinking and that caused huge uproar in my family. And um, he was, he felt so bad later that he decided to create a family reunion. And a lot of these family members haven't seen each other for a while. So my aunt, who's my mom's sister came from Canada. She is a total ball of sunshine. She brought her boyfriend and she plays guitar and sings and she's a big inspiration to me. And my dad is from Ireland, um, and um, we have a Swedish side to the family, which is my grandma's side, so a lot of the, their cousins came. Anyway, there was about 30 people, and unfortunately, it was a pouring rain day, but my uncle spent big money on making a gorgeous, beautiful event, which was just catered. It was more than just a barbecue. It was like, you know, beautiful food, salmon, beef tenderloin, chicken, like shrimp, everything you can imagine, 500 types of cheese and drinks, and and then... When it started pouring rain, he even ordered on Amazon when he saw it was going to rain uh, all these ponchos, these clear ponchos that we all had those on. And he set up a table for me um, to do divine 
life coaching. So it was he, he's such a sweetheart. He blew up my logo on this huge poster that was laminated, and um, he had a really cute little canopy with tassels on it, and I was doing divine life activations for my family. Now, this is a little weird because some of the family members have been very wary of me, the very religious ones, because they think I'm maybe possibly doing the devil's work with cards and things like that. You know, they're not a fan of oracle cards. They think it's tarot cards. So I didn't use cards because I knew that would be a deal breaker and cause a lot of rift. But I had just a, a moment to sit down with whoever felt guided to come and spend a little time with me and help them get some clarity of, hi, I'm you know, what is it that they're here to do, like, and create a divine life purpose statement. That was really beautiful. And even some of the religious ones, I was able to, you know, because I was raised Catholic, and I understand the way they think, you know, one of my cousins was like, I'm here to embody um, Christ's compassion in word, action, and deed, and meet people where they're at. That was what she felt her life purpose was, so I helped her get to that. And then my mom, you know, saw me, and she's always been like, stop that psychic crap and it's not of God and and she was wary when she first saw me and I said mom would you like a divine life uh, activation and she said I am divine I went to church today and I said no worries but later she came by and sat down and then I held her hand and we had this beautiful my aunt was running over taking a picture of us she couldn't believe it because we've had a little bit of rift around that and it was this total understanding and clarity and, and love and and she understood a little more where I'm coming from I'm not here trying to lead people to the devil. I'm here to help people open their hearts and remember they're, they're divine and to be living a life that's on purpose and inspiring. And, of course, her life purpose was, was around family because she's the mother of seven children. It's always been very important to her, as well as the um, conversion and salvation of all so they can all go to heaven, which is to the Catholic Church. It's very specific. <laughs> One of the things that caused a big fight was when my uncle seemed like he was exploring Buddhism. And my other uncle told my mom, Jeff is looking into Buddhism. And my, and, and my mom said, that's not, you're, you know, basically you're going to go to hell if you're not Catholic. And he wrote back, I honor all paths. And that was a huge rift. No, you honor the path that leads someone to hell. Like people don't understand. My mom isn't just a regular Catholic. She's like, pre-Vatican II, the strictest possible Catholic that you can imagine that is the letter of the law, and she's all about the dogma and the catechism and the rules. So her heart does believe that is being as loving as she can be because she's trying to save people from going to hell. That's her goal. And every time my mom says things I don't agree with, I have to filter it through that to create forgiveness and understanding and freedom and love. Otherwise, I get triggered. Like in the past, I used to get a lot more triggered, but now I accept her exactly as she is and exactly as she's not. And I've learned how to bring an understanding that, like, everything she says I interpret as this, this means she loves you. This means she loves me. She's saying this because she loves me. And that really helps. Anyways, so um, Jeff had these beautiful flags on the front of the house, an Irish flag, a flag of Sweden, a flag of the U.S., a flag of Canada, a flag of Chicago, but he has a gay pride flag, and he was going to put it, but out of compassion for my mom and not wanting, knowing that she would probably not appreciate taking a picture in front of a gay pride flag because she doesn't doesn't agree with uh, that. Uh, he didn't hang the gay pride flag with all the other flags. <laughs> but something magical happened that day with my family. It was really amazing. So Jeff actually started, uh, gave a speech about his journey with alcoholism and how he 
started drinking when he was 10 when his parents, my grandparents, took him to Hawaii. And he um, found a bottle of champagne and drank the whole thing and finished off everyone's Mai Tais. And he was only 10. And it was only later he found out that there's a lot of alcoholism, alcoholism that runs in the family. So his parents are my grandma and grandpa, Jerry and Marge. And my grandma was Swedish-American. My grandpa was Irish-Catholic, Irish-American. And um, my father's side is Irish, 100%, and has a severe alcohol problem as well. So my three brothers had to deal with major alcoholism and AA, and all three of them are sober now, thank God, because miracles can happen. But Jeff was explaining how he realized after my grandpa, I know I'm getting going around, but my grandpa had written a book about his life story, and he gave it to his um, five children, and Jeff, my uncle, had this printed up, 30 copies for all the relatives, and it's so beautiful. I read it over Father's on Father's Day. I read it in you know hearing my grandpa's life story, and from compassion, hearing where he came from, and you know I I just have so much respect for everything he went through. But one of the things he went through was on Christmas Day, and his father, his mother had died when he was younger, and so eight years after his wife died, and they, I think and they had eight children he shot himself on Christmas Day, and he he did have, uh, during an alcoholic blackout, that's what Jeff said, my uncle. So, and then all the kids were alcoholics in my grandpa's side of the family, too. They've all passed away except for one who is still, I guess, dealing with alcoholism. So Jeff said, you know, this has been in our family a long time. If anyone ever talked about it openly, I might not have made the same choices I made, but it was all hush-hush hidden. And I don't remember my parents ever talking or my mother ever acknowledging that her grandfather shot himself from alcoholism or that anyone was alcoholics on her side of the family. It was all just my poor dad's side that was like the super alcoholic <laughs> Anyways, um, it was so beautiful how Jeff was really just um, transparent and open and he took responsibility for all the quote-unquote nasty or uh, uh, you know things he said while he was drinking or things he might have done. And there was just this beautiful harmony created, and we had a big group hug in front of the house, and then we sang. My dad plays accordion. And by the way, those of you who are worried about him, you know, he around St. Patrick's Day, he fell off the stage five feet off and punctured his lung and broke three ribs. Three months later, he's totally fine playing guitar, uh, playing uh, accordion, good as new. He has one little finger that's a little bit stuck, but he's fine. He's like a superhero. And it was wonderful to spend Father's Day with my dad and to spend this beautiful um, event with all my um, aunts and uncles and extended family who I haven't seen for years. But I wanted to share a little bit of the book that my grandpa wrote. Um, it says, um, so much has been written about the rich and famous, the political crooks and the moral prostitutes, that we thought it would be interesting to invade the anonymity of the little people. Who are they? Where do they come from? Their dreams, their goals, their heartaches, their challenges, and their rewards. To put our endeavor into the proper perspective and to avoid the possible interpretation of vanity or conceit, we decided to begin our story from the time we met to the present with as brief a background as possible. Jerry and Marge, that's my grandma and grandpa, met while we were both working at the Pullman Standard Car Manufacturing Company in Chicago. Marge was a comptometer operator and Jerry was a shop clerk. Their first date was on December 12, 1937, when when Jerry took Marge to a football game at the Armory, and she had to be home early. She was 18, so it was kind of dull. On New Year's Eve of 1937, Jerry called her, and she said she had to attend church services. 
church services on New Year's Eve impossible. After much persuasion, she reluctantly gave in, and I agreed to pick her up. We took the Illinois Central train to Chicago's Loop and attended the midnight show at the Chicago Theater on State Street. We saw the movie Dodge City, and at midnight, we kissed 1937 out and 1938 in. After the show, I took her to the Clover Bar, and then it, and when it came time to order, she announced that she didn't drink. Heavens, outside of my own mother, I had never known anyone who didn't drink. So I ordered her a Tom Collins, and she sipped on it for an hour. I took her home at about 2 or 3 a.m., and she got her ears boxed in for being out late, and worse than that, for being out with the Irish, quote-unquote. Marge lived with her mom and dad, Edith and Richard, her sister Doris, her two brothers, Bud and Gordon. Jerry lived with his dad, Joseph. His mother, Margaret, died in 1933. His sister, Mary Therese, and his six brothers, Joe, Frank, Donald, Paul, Robert, and John, whose ages ranged from 4 to 23. Marge lived in a beautiful da-da-da-da. Okay, so Marge's friends were all church-going types that liked picnics and ice cream socials. My friends were tough, street-smart kids that liked to drink and fight. To say we both had to make adjustments to continue our courtship would be the understatement of the year. Our only means of transportation were the streetcars or walking. Needless to say, on a salary of $20 a week, we walked most of the time. Our dates went from two nights a week to seven, and we walked and talked week in and week out. In June 1938, Pullman shut the shops down and Marge was laid off. I got a job in the Pullman building downtown. Marge got a job wrapping neckties for the Ernest Glick tie company in the Merchandise Mart, working for eight hours a day at 25 cents an hour. After her first day, we met after work, and I insisted that she quit, which she reluctantly did. So then I, you know, it's, a, it's a quite a, I don't know how many pages it is, but um, it's a beautiful story of their life and how many challenges they had. I mean, and imagine in 1938, it was, you know, he was in love with an 18-year-old you know, Swedish Methodist, very strict family girl, and he's from the wrong side of the tracks with this Irish-American Catholic. They loved each other so much, they had to overcome many, many obstacles, and, and he proposed to her, and they got in, you know, when he'd gotten um, laid off, he had no job, he had to go to her father and ask for permission, which, of course, her father said no. So they eloped, and they just basically um, married and had a lot of adventures. They ended up, um, he, he didn't want his daughters to be, murdered in Chicago so they moved out to Woodstock, Illinois and he started farming. But there was another part that was so cute that I read about my mom which shows me my mom has not changed too much in all these years. It said um, Marge kept the girls neat and clean with their pinafores and hair ribbons. Every Sunday morning Marge would get both Diane and Cheryl and herself all dressed up and they would walk the four blocks to St. Barnabas. At that time I was too busy painting the house to go to church. One Sunday when my three ladies were leaving for Mass, Diane, that's my mom, came over to me and asked, why don't you go to church with us? Sister said that people who don't go to church won't go to heaven. Then with a little tear in her eye, she added, and if you're not going to heaven, then I don't want to go either. Five minutes later, I was washed and shaved, and the Smith family went to Mass together as we did for the next 35 or 40 years. Indeed, we were be, uh, becoming accepted members of the community. So it's funny that my mom has always been a huge champion of getting people to church so they don't go to hell. And she hasn't changed much on that topic. <laughs> so um, today is my parents' uh, 52nd anniversary. And just thinking about how mystical life is and realizing, you know, if my grandparents, for some reason, you know, what if 
they didn't get married. I mean, just the fact that none of us would exist if our either our grandparents or our parents, you know, didn't meet or change their mind after the first date. It's just so incredible that there is this divine order and magnificent out of this create what seems to be all chaos and random. There's obviously a plan. I mean, I feel like I was definitely meant to be here. <laughs> I can't imagine life without me, obviously, because I wouldn't have a life. But thank God, my parents, who really didn't have that much in common, for some reason, you know, when I asked my dad, and he finally told me the truth recently, I said, well, were you madly in love with her? Like, what? He's like, no, I just felt it was time to settle down. He was like 30. And I'm like, okay. Um, cool. So at age, you know, it's eight thir- age 32, and my mom was 24. They got married. 52 years ago, I ended up having seven kids. My dad was a teacher. He taught, um, I don't know how my parents did it. You know, like, like um, he, my dad built our house from scratch. We lived in a tent in the backyard while it was being built. Um, we went to Ireland every summer on a teacher's salary for six weeks when we were all little kids. Um, that was a beautiful experience getting to be in you know, see the Irish side of the family, see the beautiful countryside of Ireland. I mean, I have such beautiful, fond memories of Ireland. And we, even though they didn't have a lot of money, my mom went garage sailing a lot, so so we always felt, we always had our needs met. We always had what we needed. We didn't always get the coolest stuff, but, you know, when everyone, that line, you know, if everyone jumps off a bridge, will you? When I would beg for, like, the coolest new shoes, I wouldn't get them. And I'd hear, I'd be like, everyone has them, Mom. And I remember I was so upset that I didn't have some certain cool kind of shoes that were in. You know, when I was growing up, it was like the early 70s, clogs, fashion boots. Like, you had to have those cool things or you were a loser. And (laughs) I just remember begging and pleading. And and sometimes I would get, uh, you know, if we found it cheaply, you know, Kmart or something. Um, but I do remember one time just being thinking, gosh, if they're only, you know, if I ever have kids, which I never ended up having kids, but if I ever do, I'm going to get them whatever they want when they're, um, you know, around that age, 11, 12, 13, because it was so important to feel that, you know, sense of belonging. And in retrospect, I did really become my own person. I, you know, I was very unique. I mean, you might say I was weird, but we were more, we had a very different upbringing. There was a lot of music in my family. We all, my dad was trying to get us to form a family band, but we fought too much. But everyone played instruments in my family. My two sisters played violin. One played the flute. My brother played drums. Both my brothers, actually two of my brothers played drums. One plays, and two of them play guitar. Um, every time we would try and create a family band, we would end up getting in massive arguments and uh, and fighting. So we n- never ended up doing that. But I used to play music with my dad. Anyway, my parents have been married for 52 years. They have very little in common, and somehow they stayed together. <laughs> and my mom often laughs and says, "You know, we stayed together because you could not get because you once you're married in the Catholic Church, you can't get divorced. And that's just the way it is. You made your bed, and now you have to lie in it." And there were times when they didn't, you know, they thought about separating, but they wouldn't. They just wouldn't. They just stuck it out. And there's something beautiful to be said for that. You know, a lot of people don't do that. And they do have a very loving, kind relationship now. So I'm so, and I, you know, my life would have been so different without this home to come home to that my dad built and my two parents in the same home, um, still married after all these years and a, and like a beautiful place to come home for Christmas. And I have, you know, the six brothers and sisters and all their family. My mom has 12 grandchildren now. 
everyone's busy making humans. I'm making music and talking about angels, but it's all good. <laughs> so um, we're going to now move to the free reading part of the evening. If you have questions or something you want to share on the topic of Father's Day, family, and forgiveness, give us a call. Um, and listen to International Angels Network six days a week, where we explore everything metaphysical, spiritual, mystical, and much more. And we also take your calls for angel messages live on the air. If you're not able to join us live, you can catch the archived podcasts on iTunes, Pinterest, <coughs> excuse me, Potable, Player FM, Podchaser, Google Play, and now on iHeartRadio. Our online radio network has started a membership program to help spiritual entrepreneurs expand their businesses. International Angels Network offers ongoing support, coaching, and mentoring for all spiritual entrepreneurs worldwide for the low price of starting at just $20 a month. You can learn more or register for that at internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash membership. So I am Shishi O'Donnell, and I am a singer-songwriter, I also love empowering people through my one-on-one divine life coaching program. I also love helping people to connect with their angels and guides and get peace of mind through my angel readings. For more info on my readings, events, and coaching packages, please visit my website, divineguidancereadings.com, or you can follow or friend me on social media. I'm Shishi O'Donnell on Facebook with a hyphen, S-H-E hyphen, S-H-E, or Angel Shishi on Instagram. And I have a Facebook business page. It's Divine Guidance Readings with Angel Shishi. If you want to Okay. All our shows are now on YouTube Live as well. Please go to YouTube, search International Angels Network, and make sure and subscribe and click the bell icon to get notifications. For every 100 subscriber, you'll be entered into a drawing for free gifts. So give us a ring, 516-453-9162. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like to speak with me or call in with specific questions for a mini reading. So um, we have Evan from California. Evan, are you there? Yes, it's Yvonne. Yvonne. Oh, Yvonne. Sorry about that. It's spelled wrong. It says E-V-A-N. Okay. Hi, Yvonne. How are you, love? Hi, I'm doing great. Um, I just had a question. Can I help you? Uh, do you have any messages from Spirit for me this week? Do I have any what? Messages from Spirit. Do you have an area of interest that you want to focus on or a specific question? Um... Well, do you see me getting my exercise back? My exercise benefit? Okay, so I can't hear you, and you must have just switched talking a different way. Could you talk back into the microphone of your phone? Say that one more time. Okay. Uh, do you see me receiving my SSI benefits? Your SSI benefits. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll pick a card from the abundance deck and see what comes up about that. It says obstacles and blocks are lifted. So I guess that's a yes. All your good personal work and your positive energy shift have overcome previous obstacles and blocks are lifted away. You'll now experience progress and forward movement. Stay centered in gratitude to ensure that your flow of abundance continues. 
So you were waiting for it and it hasn't come yet, and you're wondering if you're going if it's going to come. That's your question. Yes. Yeah. So it feels like that's a yes. Okay. Great. Thank you. Okay. Great. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. So we have Linda from Illinois. Linda, are you there? Linda, hello. Okay, I don't hear Linda. How about Jessica from Missouri? Are you there, Jessica? Hello. Hi. Hi, Jessica. How are you tonight? I'm great. How are you? Great. So what can I do for you? Um, I just wanted to know um, in the next, like, coming weeks, um, like, what my situation with somebody looks like. So is this a romantic question that you're wanting to know if this is a good fit for you and if they're going to be in communication, or what is it that you're asking? Uh, yes. Well, it's someone that I've recently reconnected with, um, mm-hmm. and it kind of just feels like this person, because things happened in the past that um, I would say I, I was to blame for, and it kind of just seems like um, this person has come back, but they're hesitant. And mm-hmm. things are kind of just like they're not moving very fast, and it's mm-hmm. a little frustrating. But I get it, and I just wanted to know if like things will improve or like, how he's thinking. Okay, well, the first part I got is um, third chakra. So there's something about you um, giving your power away to this person that changes the dynamics, and it's um, that's what's adding confusion. So you're you're so attached to it going a certain way, and you're it's sort of like you're not fully connected to source and feeling that you are the source of your own love and your own power, and you're sometimes forgetting that you're divine and whole and complete in and of yourself, and that's affecting. Um, I mean, have you ever heard that of that concept that um, if you're like whatever you're chasing after, I know you're not chasing after him, but that runs the other way. Um, yeah. There's some, there's an energy of of not drawing to you because you're kind of there's a feeling of uh, expectancy and neediness that feels awkward in the air, and it's like he's not doing what you want him to do, and that's apparent, and he's feeling that, and you're feeling that, and it just feels weird. And the other card I pulled on it is um, explore your options. It's a good time to look at other possibilities. It's a good time to make changes. However. I have noticed that this is a time of completion of people that were kind of not like I've had friends out of the blue. I haven't talked to you forever, you know, and I saw many friends um, that I haven't seen for 20 years randomly just this past couple weeks because there's, it feels like there's something in the air to get complete with everything that wasn't cleared up. So I think you've taken a little too much guilt for whatever happened, you know, that you feel it's your fault, you know, which is you, you know, it's nice to have self-reflection, but there's a little bit too much beating yourself up. Like, it's nothing that you did wrong. It's just basically like, um, it's really probably not a great fit with you with this person long-term, but there is something to tie up and complete with him, you know? So do you, I mean, can you, when you picture yourself really truthfully, could you see yourself with him long-term? I mean, honestly, I could, but I mean, this conversation (laughs) kind of changing everything I mean I I thought initially that this person like came back because they felt the same way because Mm -hmm. I mean just 
I felt honestly, I mean, just some of the stuff that I said and I did, I feel like Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people uh, would not take that from somebody. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I said really like hurtful things to this person Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I I did it with the intent to hurt. And so because you were hurt and that's why. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That's true, but it doesn't make like I was like nasty, and that doesn't make yeah an excuse for that. And just like here's the thing: when we're triggered, back when we're triggered, we say things we don't mean. That's all that happened. You were triggered. You were hurt. Eckhart Tolle calls that the pain body, and when it's touched, you fight back and say or do mean things. But any person, and I tried to explain that to him because he was like really taken back by like you know like whoa, and I was like Mm -hmm. I'm you know, I'm sorry that just came from a place of anger because I was still mad when this happened. Yeah. And I tried right. to like you know, explain that to him. Right yeah. And I was just hoping this could be like, cool. Oh, for sure. Right. And I was just hoping that like, I mean, there were certain things that he did that wasn't cool, but like I took it like to level 20. You went to the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The reason like, why like, I was trying that. to like break him. Basically, I'm going to tell you, he is a soulmate. He is in your soul group. That's why that happened. The soulmates, it's not always live, live happily after lovey-dovey. They often trigger the bleep out of us because they're there to help us grow. So whatever key trigger that you overreacted to is a deep wound, not from him, but from your past that he was bringing up for you to resolve. I don't know if you've resolved it or not, but they're saying it has to do with you giving your power away to others and believing love and happiness is outside of you. And I did pull a third card, and it's new beginnings and a fresh start. So I was going to say that. I was, like, again. hoping this is a new beginning for us to, like, turn over okay. and leave. Well, okay. That, you know, it is possible, love. So let's just be open. If that's really what you want, then we need to shift the energy of attachment to something more along the lines of openness, freedom, and um, unconditional love. So this prayer is, thank you for bringing new opportunities and offering support and for helping me release and heal my past. Fill me with trust as I experience these life changes. So if you're willing to, it would be great to surrender this whole situation to the angels. And we're going to ask them either to take this guy and transmute all the energy between you and turn it into the highest version of what it could be, which is a beautiful partnership where both people are equally into it um, and willing and open or to take it away and replace it with someone better. I'm going to say I'm leaning towards the second, but the miracles can always happen, love. So if that's really, 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 really what you want, you know, so the reason reason why he's, I guess, not like fully, I guess on, I'm like, fully back right now is because it's Mm -hmm. not because he's afraid of me like hurting him again it's because he's afraid like of committing to me or like I don't understand Uh, it's an energy it's It's an energy that you're giving off of attachment that that creates the opposite effect and you have so much guilt around it I would like you to approach him in a really clear way and have another conversation from an empowered place 
um, I'm not going to go overboard. You know, what happened was, and now I see it clearly, when you triggered this, it reminded me of my childhood when this happened, and it was a rejection and abandonment trigger. And now I realize that, I'm, you know, and I'm, cl- I'm clear that it wasn't you, and I blew up on you. I know that was crazy. I, I'm, I'm sorry. But it's not like overly ingratiating, like you were so, so wrong at the end of the world. You know, you mm-hmm. screwed up, but you understand the perspective. And then be like, I really do, I, I would love to um, pursue the potential uh, the, the potential of you and I being in a, in a healthy, committed relationship, or you don't even say committed, that might freak me out. <laughs> I'd like to revisit us being in a loving relationship. If you're open to it, I would love to give it another try. Silence. Yeah. Because Let him talk. we had a conversation like the first night he came back because we ended things in January and then he came back like in May, I believe. And mm-hmm. that was the mm-hmm. first time we had seen each other in like four months. And he, you know, we sat down and we talked and he was just like, you took things way too far mm-hmm. he was like right was like, yeah I may have yeah. done stuff but he was like you went overboard and I thought that like yeah. I feel like I thought his hesitation and like him taking baby steps um yeah was because well, he was you afraid that I was everything. going to blow so up I again can't, I can't I can't I can't stay on the phone that long because I have like 10 people on the line but I do want to okay. say I'm rooting for you if you want it I want it uh, and just go ahead and have that authentic conversation, but stay in your power and clear that third chakra. So you feel, remember you're divine, beautiful being, you're human, you make mistakes and you're here to love and be loved. And if he's up for it, let's go for it. And if not, no, beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's another beautiful, wonderful partner for you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for calling love. Have a beautiful evening. So we have Donna from Pennsylvania. How can I help you? Hi, thank you for taking my call, Hi. and I can't believe it. I can't believe it. The, the girl that just called, I, the yeah. story is so, so, so the same. similar. Um, huh. I, I was, yeah. well, I'm, 50, I'm 57 years old, though. I mean, I'm, I'm a good 57, mm-hmm. but, um, okay, I was with, with someone for a while. We were in a relationship, and I was a little bit distant, and... You know, for reasons we didn't live together or nothing, and um, he he was alone a lot, and everything. he met he met this woman and moved in with her. Um, this was about a year ago. Um, moved in with her and totally shut me out, but then called me. A long story short, they supposedly broke up now. Um, from talking to his psychic and stuff, and and getting some guidance. Um, they, they totally broke, broken up. And what I want to know is, do you see us getting back together? I mean, we met up with each other a few weeks ago and it didn't go too good because I brought up how he hurt me and he, he mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. took off. I, yeah. I, men, men love to be made wrong. They love that. <laughs> just kidding. Not, um, <laughs> So you already have your answer. It didn't seem to go too well. The card I pulled is self-respect. And so the idea that you would go back to him, it's like you're forgetting. It's like you're romanticizing what it was on this kind of on this pedestal when really what it was, the reason you weren't together is for a reason. There are, there are other choices. But it says, Dear God and angels, thank you for helping me see myself as you see me through the eyes of love. Thank you for honoring and respecting me. Please guide me to do the same for myself and grant me the courage to speak up on my own behalf. I ask for your protection in all my relationships so that I'm surrounded by loving and kind people. I don't know if he is the right loving and kind, highly conscious man to be in a partnership with. 
Um, the other card I got is blessed change. A major life change brings great blessing. So that something is changing. Um, you can do what the other, I told the other girl to do, which is get really authentic and take responsibility. If you ever want to heal something from the past, um, giving a guilt trip and saying you really hurt me is not the way to do it. Um, right. And, and I've, 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 I've texted him. For yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. He, he, he won't, um, like talk not because of that talk to me. He's just being distant. Supposedly he left the woman because he just couldn't stand her or whatever. It was like mm-hmm. a real big blood mm-hmm. blast thing in the beginning that he couldn't stand her and or something. Mm-hmm. And now he's living in a a truck that because he's he's driving on on the road and and he, mm-hmm. he doesn't call. He'll, he'll probably call in a few days and like I don't know what to do. Like. I, you know, I'm texting them, you know, if you would like to, you know, I'm doing everything proper and respectful, but he's just mm-hmm. not. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, there's a couple things going on. One, he's a little immature. And yes, yes. he's probably really ecstatic to finally be free. If he's been in a partnership with someone he couldn't stand for that long and he's finally broken up, he's not wanting to jump into another relationship. That's pretty clear. So you're going to be kind of like not- eight years. He was with me first for like eight years, and like I said, I was, you know, and, and for a little bit. Let me ask you a bit. question, uh, just to be real. It, was there a reason that it didn't work out that you can still remember? Because that reason is still valid. We often romanticize things. It's like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Like, well, you know, we had a lot of good stuff, and, you know, but there's a lot of bad stuff. That's what I'm feeling. There's a lot of reasons right. why you split up. Right. Yeah. Yes. Him. And it may, do you see it being my fault? Like I'm. I'm. I feel like it was so my fault. It's not a matter. It's definitely not a matter of fault at all. Ever. It's not fault. It's choices. And and people's energy moves in different ways. And you were not really committed to growing together as a couple. That's the reality. There was different agendas going on. So. Let's do a prayer. I would like to see you have the cords cut from this gentleman so you can move forward. Are you willing to let him go and let the angels transmute that whole experience so you're not waiting and hoping and wishing and kind of projecting a fantasy on this past person as though he's the end-all, be-all and you want to be with him? I don't think he is. I don't think you're going to be any happier with him the second time around. No. Do do, do you you see he's just not the one? The reason why is because I was just as because I I was married but not – we we were so was he and they divorced and me and my husband we were on the on the blanks I mean totally on the blanks and that's when we had met each other and and now okay, that I'm honey, I, I love saying, you. listen listen I'm sending you love from my heart I can't go into all the details but the answer to the question I feel is he's not the good fit. And it would be great for you to let go of attachment to that because he's not, you being in a relationship with him or trying to be is not self-respect. That's the bottom line for the, for this message, for this reading. I hope that helps. Oh, okay. And how about him? Well, it's not, it's the, it's not happening. So it's that he's living his life and you're living your life. That's why I'm suggesting if you want to ask Archangel Michael to cut the cords between you so that you can feel freed up, it would be a great idea. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for your call. 
I hope I hope you have a lovely evening and you get peace of mind around this and realize how valuable you are and that you deserve to be loved fully. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Bye. So we have Joanna from Florida. Joanna, are you there? Hello, Shishi. This is Joanna. Hi. Hi, Joanna. How's it going? Hi. Oh, hi. Very excited to talk to you. It's my first time listening to your show. Oh, cool. Cool. So what can I do for you? Do you have a question? Or you want? To yes, I do. Okay. No, I, I have a question. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Hello? Oh, Hello? oh, okay. Can Hi. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, I can okay. hear you. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, yes I can. Yeah, quick. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> my my best friend. Um, I've known him for years. Love him to death. Very dear. Um, he has a tendency to keep everything in, and then he'll distance himself when he's going through things, which he's been doing for a little bit now. Do you see the communication getting better with us soon? Hopefully, um, coming up him opening up more or better communicating, you know, with what's going on with him right now? Well, um, he's in the man cave, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, 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 is this someone that you want to be in a relationship with, but he's withdrawn himself a little bit? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. Well, we've been friends for quite a long time, but we started out differently, but we stayed in each other's lives and very close, yes. Okay, well, the card I pulled is the Magician and the Mirror, which is um, upside down. It says, the Magician and the Mirror reversed is warning you that you may be missing a great opportunity. The time is right, but you're not taking advantage of the creative energy of this cycle. You do have the power to transform things for yourself, to create something new, whether a home, business, family, or life direction. You may be resistant to or even disbelieving of the unlimited power you possess, but it's time to wake up. The misinformation and perceived limitations that linger into the past can no longer sustain you. Your life is a mirror that reflects your inner energy, yet yet you have the ability to change what you see. Now is the time to dig deep, find the confidence and courage within you to make the most of this opportune cycle. You have all the resources you need and the unlimited force of the universe is at your disposal. It's waiting for you to recognize and ignite the phenomenal powers that are eternally yours. So what's happening is like you're, you're hanging your happiness in a way on this guy responding to you and being in your life when there's the other cards I got are synchronicity and playtime. So it's like there's all this cool stuff that could potentially be happening in your life, but your energy is stuck with this person and hoping, wishing, hoping, praying that he'll be what you need him to be. The angels want you to realize you're powerful. He has free will choice, so however long he's in this state, it needs to not be affecting you as dramatically as it is because you have an amazing life, you have amazing opportunities, and you're much more powerful than you realize. So your affirmation is, if you repeat after me, I have all the power I need. I need. So you just say, I have all the power I need. I have all the power I need. To create the destiny I desire. To create the destiny I desire. Magic happens. Magic happens. When I live in consciousness. When I live in consciousness. And my eternal truth. In my eternal truth. 
So are you going out? Are you saying yes to invitations? Are you feel like you're living your life? Or are you kind of waiting waiting for him to get with the program and be back in, involved with you? No, no. Actually, I just started working on my businesses again. So I Yay. am. That's, so that's great. That's you're great. Yes. yes. It's for yes. you. Yes. So they're saying it's a very, uh, it's a very opportune yes. time for you to create some magic and miracles. So keep going for it. I mean, I mean to put your energy on that stuff and, and let him calm that's back when doing. he's ready. Yeah. That's exactly. Awesome. Exactly. You're on the right track. Thank you. Okay, great. love. Thank bless you for calling. So Thank you. God you bless too. you. Bye-bye. Have a great night. Okay. Thanks. Bye. So we have Trisha from California. Are you there, Trisha? Hello, Trisha? Okay, how about Tony from Texas? Are you there, Tony? Yes, I am. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. How can I help you? Uh, I just want to see if you have any messages as far as uh, um, for me in regard to my work. Mm, okay. Um, I got positivity, faith, and optimism, and words of abundance. So are you worried about something at work, like losing your job or not having enough money or not getting a raise or something? Kind of. Well, I just started this job. I've been there. Um, I'm about to be there about four months. But I'm wanting you to just want, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I think I, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I had trouble hearing that. One more time. Oh, that I was um, hoping when you... Uh, there's going to be opening a a possible possibility for promotion. So I want, I'm going to try to see if I can apply for it. I mean, you know, even a raise would be good. Okay. So that's what they're saying is that, yes, this is possible. However, you must be at the vibrational frequency to attract that which you desire. So mm-hmm. the, the card, words, for, words of abundance, it says, you have the ability to instantly manifest abundance by choosing powerfully positive words. Always describe your own and the world's economic situation in loving and optimistic terms, and this is what you attract for yourself and others. So instead, it sounds like you have this very kind of uh, weak, like, I'm really hoping, and I don't know if it's possible, and it's like a very, it's not confident, you know. So if you like, if I were you, I would start telling all my friends, I'm so excited that I've, uh, they're opening a new department and I'm going to get that job and I'm going to get that raise because I deserve it and I'm valuable. So that's what the angels are pointing to. The other um, card I pulled is positivity, faith, and optimism. You open the doorway to positive experiences and opportunities with positive expectations and energy. Do not allow negative energy or temporary setbacks to interfere with the path you're on. Keep the faith and keep going. So that's all they want you to know. It's possible. You, it's got to come from you, and it's going to come from your attitude and beliefs and faith. Does that make sense? Yeah, just think positive. I guess the way I have it. Keep positive and be confident. You deserve it. And start telling people you're, you've got that job and you've got that raise. Just start acting like acting as if. <laughs> okay, love. Thanks for your call. Have a great evening. Thank you. Likewise. Okay, bye. Thanks. We have Julie from Minnesota. We have time for a quick question. What can I do for you, Julie? Okay, Sylvia from Tennessee. Are you there, Sylvia? Yes, I'm here. Hi, how are you? Hi. Hi, good. How are you? I am getting grateful. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Do you have a question? Uh, Yes, I'm seriously thinking and contemplating about um, 
starting a bakery this year, maybe within the next 90 days, um, uh, along with using my spiritual gifts as well. So it kind of be like a double thing because I want to also um, fulfill and live my divine purpose and walk that divine path and so have that balance (laughs) as as well. Sylvia, I got only a minute to answer, but I'm just going to briefly tell you. So the first thing, I mean, the last card I pulled four cards is treasure chest. So I'm going to tell you the good news last. I mean, first, an unforeseen windfall of new abundance comes to you now, okay? So the money is coming for your business. Ask for your needs to be met is the first card I got. God and the angels can come to your aid only if you make a free will choice to be helped. It begins with asking. doesn't matter how you ask for God's help, only that you do so. Same holds true with clearly asking others to assist you. And then I got pay attention to the signs. So we're now asking on Sylvia's behalf for the money and all the doors to open and all the resources she needs to come to her without delay. And the last card is, is complaining. No more complaining. So when you're talking about life and telling people things, don't focus on the complaining. Only focus on the faith that all your needs are met and that you're going to be able to get this business off the ground and be successful. So that's your reading, love. Thank you for your call. And thank you, everyone, for calling in and listening. I'm here every Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Call in next Monday for your free mini angel readings. Have a great week.